You've got to make a play. You don't try and throw this right away because no one's going to get to the end zone. He's got to find a soft spot in the pocket. And he's away. Here it is to the end zone and it's broken up. There's going to be three, four guys. It's a perfect throw, but these guys are staring at you 30 yards, 25 yards away. Watch Minka Fitzpatrick come in. Blow it up. And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodgerichi, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And happy Victory Monday here on the Mass Steel Podcast. So of course, here's truly Charles Bradge Ritchie right now. Steelers now improved to 7-0 to start off the season right now. I know it wasn't available yesterday, but I'm back with you guys today. Decided to take the uh, time off real quick, just get some things together. But right now, the Steelers right now, at this point in time, they're taking two out of three on their three-game road trip, uh, which I was definitely hoping for. Uh, They've done that and much more. Uh, They established not only a two-game lead in the AFC North, they're still the top seed in the AFC up by half game over the Chiefs, but we got some reports from Chris Mortensen. Uh, should things continue with COVID, they re- may revert back to the regular 16 seed format as opposed to the 17 seedings uh, that we've been hearing about uh, this year. So, I mean, when we uh, take a look at uh, for this year, uh, when we look at things uh, going on, uh, basically... Uh, no, excuse me. Uh, they expect to have a resolution to owners based on the contingency of having a 16-team playoff season, eight in each conference, if games are lost due to the pandemic, especially as bye weeks disappear, according to league sources. Uh, committee met by Zoom today. So, excuse me, I don't mean reverting back to 16. I meant uh, going to 16 teams. Might be a possibility. We shall find out right there. Uh, as everyone knew before the season started that it was supposed to be only 14 teams altogether. Now we're talking about the possibility of adding uh, two, like an extra seed on what we're supposed to have as opposed to, instead of seven, possibly eight per conference. Uh, that would be really interesting right there. So I don't know if that would mean that would like uh, affect the Steelers buy for sure. I have no idea, but that could be something to want to reckon with as uh, what they've been uh, scrapping for all year long and I'll be honest yeah I mean if that gets uh washed I, I think that will definitely I, I don't think that would be something I would like but I mean at the end of the day when you're in the playoffs I mean all things are at stake uh you still want to mainly have home field advantage at least for the for the first part but I'm not sure if I'm uh really be uh, too thrilled with that idea if it comes down to that because this team has really worked their butts off, but then again, we are in unusual circumstances in the world of sports right now as we uh, look at things here. 
uh, definitely some unknown territory with this whole COVID thing. And you just had like uh, one of the Ravens uh, players too, uh, defensive back, left cornerback, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, he tested positive. Uh, the Steelers learned this Sunday morning by the NFL. And of course, right there is uh, tweeted out by uh, Burt Lawton, uh, the Steelers uh, director of communications on uh, Twitter. Uh, that the Steelers will follow the NFL's intensive protocols and will take precautionary measures at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex to ensure the safety of their players, coaches, and staff will, will remain their highest priority. Uh, that is something to definitely reckon with at the same time. And uh, definitely better believe uh, for this moment, uh, you don't want to take any uh, screwy chances here. I mean, with things that could happen. Anyway, if you guys want to follow me on social media, once again, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Prodigy Richie. For the Man of Steel podcast on Twitter, it is at Man of Steel CGR, at Man of Steel Nation on Instagram right now. Steelers win right now, 7-0. Uh, hopefully their buy will not be affected. Uh, we shall see. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, you're going to be looking at more like a 1-8, versus 2-7, versus 3-6, Maybe a possibility that the playoffs may go all four rounds like it or not I mean that'd be the sucky thing in all this because I was really looking forward to like uh, what the Steelers have been worked for all year long when you got a veteran quarterback like a Ben Roethlisberger and you look at like what you've been doing I mean I'll be honest yeah, I mean I, I'm not sure if I like that for this year possibly and when we uh, take a look at things uh, right now and uh, it's it's I'm not sure if I'm be, be, be pleased with that because, man, it it will just be an unusual awkward set of circumstances. I mean, when we take a look at things, just games being lost due to COVID right now. And uh, I I don't know what would happen. I mean, I do know one thing for right now. The Steelers they have made a move uh, prior to the trade deadline right now. Uh, right now they have acquired. Avery Williamson for the New York Jets. The Steelers uh, have surrendered a fifth-round pick to the New York Jets. The Steelers, on top of Avery Williamson, they will receive a 2022 seventh-round pick. So the Steelers, uh, like I said, surrendered a 2022 fifth-round pick and received Avery Williamson plus a 2022 uh, seventh-round pick uh, coming up. Um, in a couple of years right there. Uh, Avery Williamson, in case anyone was wondering, he has played uh, so far. He is playing in his seventh season. Uh, he is 28 uh, years old. He'll be turning 29 uh, this March on March 9th. And you look at this guy, his career highlights real quick, more notably. I mean, this guy has, has had a career total of 14 and a half sacks with 25 uh, quarterback uh, hits. And the good thing uh, about this guy, too, he's able to make some uh, turnovers in his career. He's had four interceptions uh, in his career with uh, three fumble recoveries for a total of seven takeaways. So that's not a bad thing right there. I mean, and so far, I mean, this guy right now, I mean, uh, Avery Williamson, I mean, you look at the Jets right now, who is in an awful, awful situation right now, 0-8 for the year. A uh, pretty darn good mess. And it's pretty ironic, too. I mean... 
Le'Veon Bell, who former Steeler who got released from the New York Jets a couple of weeks ago, got to get exact revenge on his old team and Adam Gase uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, they were able to beat them uh, handily, uh, as like any other team would. And we look at, I mean, you look at the situation with the Jets who are just uh, doing putrid so far uh, throughout the season. Uh, you look at them, minus 144 in point differential. I am surprised Adam Gase got his job to this point right here. Uh, he, he definitely, I won't be surprised if he gets fired soon, to be honest. Yeah, just Or unless they're trying to save up for a first-round draft pick, who knows? I mean, the Chiefs did hand them uh, mildly, but beating them by 26 points. Uh, you had, we had uh, everything uh, right now. Uh, for Le'Veon Bell, just give everyone a heads up. He had uh, nine total touches. And uh, uh, nine total touches for 38 yards in his uh, first game uh, with the Chiefs. And uh, we'll see how everything plays itself out. But I want to hear your thoughts right now. Uh, Steelers looking in good shape uh, right now at this point. Like I said, I'd hate to see Momem ruin due to COVID. They're on a Zoom conference. I have no idea what that means. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some more information as time moves on. But I got to tell you right here, I mean, it would only be like a waste a season if you ask me. I mean, if you're going to go all four rounds, yet you're the top seed. I mean, you would have to play much play all four rounds. And I'm, I'm just not liking that because, you know what, at the end of the day, too, this is what you work your tails off for. But at the same time, too, you know what, at the end of the day, when it gets to the playoffs, everybody knows it's a whole totally different environment right there. I mean, different from the regular season. Ask the team from three years ago when they were one and done in the first round to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but it's just a reminder, I mean, how much you work so hard for during this season. I feel like so far this year is going to be better than three years ago. And for this reason, uh, for the simple facts that, one, when Ryan Shazier had his spinal contusion injury, and he was lost for the season, pretty much his career eventually. It was late in the season, so the Steelers were definitely, like, scrambling, uh, trying to figure out ways to adapt right there. I heard uh, Arthur Motes mention how... It definitely like uh, changed things. We had an experiment. It was definitely a monkey wrench thrown into their season. And this is where I look at, when you look at this team right now, what they've been able to do here. Uh, here here's my thing. You got to be very much smart with things going on. And I, I just feel right now for this time, uh... They, they got a lot more time to prepare that they got smacked in the mouth by losing Devin Bush for the season. Listen, at the end of the day, I mean, you look at a team like the Steelers right now who, when you keep things in perspective, I mean, Robert Spillane, in my opinion, did one hell of a freaking job yesterday. Uh, set the tempo of this game with a pick six uh, on the opening drive of the game. I mean, of course, I mean, they were able to get get the ball back later on after surrendering but uh when we look at things overall i mean this is where we gotta pay attention right now and see where this team is going to be at in the long haul i just feel for right now when we uh, look at this club
I feel like uh, definitely you see the coaching of Mike Tomlin coming out right now. How well he's been able to do here. I mean, you look at the whole offseason, how he's been doing to prepare this team uh, virtually. Virtually as far as like uh, just getting teams and meetings right here. Uh, getting people to be on the same page. He's took care of a lot of people in many ways here. And I think right now, when you look at a guy like uh, Mike Tomlin and what he's met, not only to the Steelers, but the NFL as far as minority head coaches. And by the way, it's speaking of minority head coaches, uh, he is the all-time leader in regular season wins as a minority coach, passing up uh, for fellow mentor, uh, when the, back in his culture days when he was with the Bucks, Tony Dungy, who is now an analyst for NBC and, and something like football. Uh, he's got 140 victories, 74 losses, one tie. They are still tied with each other in career wins at 148. So Mike Thomas got a, a chance to totally eclipse him with this win against the Dallas Cowboys. Not only will the Steelers set record by starting off their season 8-0, but Mike Tomlin will officially pass Tony Dungy in career wins by one game. So that's something to keep in perspective right here. Uh, if they're able to do that. Uh, like I said, I, I want to hear more of your reactions right now. 7-0 right now. Start the season. Uh, like I always keep saying right now, the biggest thing is I really don't care about the unbeaten streak. Let me just say this real quickly. And I, I want to just make sure I'm making myself perfectly clear. Because I know a lot of people are going to be mentioning as Steel Nation's going to have to answer to, well, you got, you know, like the 72 Dolphins. I mean, the team who's always, they're going to be uh, paying close attention. Anyone gets near that unbeaten mark right there. I mean, popping the champagne bottles, you know. Here's the thing. You, you lost a guy, uh, the NFL world did, and a guy like Don Shula uh, this past May at the age of 90 years old. Let me just say this. And I'm not going to mess with anything, but I'm going to just say this. Uh, Don Shula, if you're watching this podcast from above, <laughs> let me just say this. And to all the 72 Dolphins, any Miami Dolphins fan that is watching this podcast right now, I just want to say on behalf of Steeler Nation, uh, as part of Steeler Media, and a Steeler fan, it is an honor to be unbeaten at this point. I mean, uh, the, they have not lost the game. Perfection. Uh, no one could ever take that away from you guys. But I will say this. Just like you guys were in 1972. And as the Steelers are today. The ultimate goal is still. A Vince Lombardi. Trophy. So like I said. I don't want I don't want any Steelers fan to think that. You know like I want, I'm coming across dismissive. No. The, the thing is. Everyone knows that this team still got work to do. This, this may be their last good opportunity to even win this thing. And if you look at it, I mean, my, my thing is, when you got, you got to really think about things in perspective here. Nothing's a guarantee. Nothing. I mean, I really believe, like I said, I still maintain this uh, fact. I mean, well, my opinion, my stance is, if Ben Rosberger and Kevin Colbert wins this Super Bowl... I expect them both to retire, go out on top. That's my prediction, okay? I just, you know, when you look at the, all the hard work, all the reports about Kevin Colbert, like possibly, you know, like there's a signs pointing to him possibly going uh, with David Tepper in uh, North Carolina. 
being a GM and uh, vice president with the Panthers organization, or will he just retire? I will say this right now uh, when we look at it, and uh, I'll, I'll probably say that he'll probably go on top. And I got someone here on Instagram who wants to be a part of the Matt Steel podcast, and I'm going to bring him on. This is Forever Steeler fan right now. And I'm uh, trying to bring him live on Instagram right now. Let's see. Uh, Forever Steeler fan, you still there, man? Hey, what's going hey, on, man? Hey, how's thank it? you, thank you for uh, for for being part of the this nation, and uh, thank you for the hard work. Just gonna say that in life. No problem. I just want to just say thank you very much for uh, following real quick. I'm glad to have you part of the Man of Steel podcast real quickly. Uh, I just want to ask you right now, uh, you have a very special thing brewing here. Unbeaten team so far right now. We know that's uh, that's not the ultimate goal, but the ultimate goal is to win the Vince Labari Trophy right now. We also heard reports possibly the playoffs may go to a 16-game format eight teams per conference as opposed to originally seven uh, teams per conference, which would probably mean that that's the case because due to games being lost to COVID, possibly no buy if the Steelers finish out as number one seed. What was your thoughts? What would you like to see the Steelers improve down the season, sir? And what's your name, by the way? Uh, my, my, my name is Antonio Ramirez, and uh, I'm a Steelers fan for 45 years. So, uh, and uh, I, I can't say many things, but I, I I really hope that they can they can do the best, you know, because our job is is doing support the team all the time, right? Yep. Uh, and sometimes you know they they have uh, troubles uh, making the making the, the uh, their, their job. So I prefer to be storyteller than a prophet. Okay, I I really want them to to win uh, the Super Bowl and make everybody, everybody's happy. I'm happy. Being a Steeler fan, if, if, even if they they lost, uh, but you know it's it's not in my hands. It's in my heart, in my hopes that they can they can do their job because I'm as a as a uh, Steeler Nation member, I do my job supporting them all the way, every single day, in every single minute. I hope they they, they can win. They can win in, in whatever whatever. Whatever they can they they can do is is, is the best for for everybody. Nice. Well, hey, I just want to just say thank you very much uh, for taking the time to uh, join real quickly. Uh, and uh, like I said, thank you very much for uh, being a part of this. I'm interested to see how well they do with their new acquisition right now. Avery Williamson from the New York uh, Jets right now. Uh, supposedly supposed to be an inside linebacker. Uh, some exciting stuff right now. It's going to be a roller coaster season either way with the circumstances due to COVID-19. I just want to just say thank you very much for uh, coming along. And feel free to hop on again down the road, okay? Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. you stay safe. Be, be blessed, thank my man. Everybody. Likewise. Go, here we go, Steel Nation. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, there we go. Uh, it was a pleasure having him on right now. Uh, just, uh, just want to say thank you. You guys are more than welcome. If you guys ever want to be a part of the video, uh, just send me a wave, and I'll be glad to bring you on right there. And uh, some great stuff right here. And like I said, too, let's get some other stuff, too, aside from like uh, Avery Williamson too. Uh, we also had some uh, more stuff uh, reported too. Uh, remember during the game, we also had uh, 
NFL and CBS reporter Tracy Wilson report that Ryan St- Stanley, the left tackle, remember, who just signed a $98.5 million extension, I believe it was, one of the premier, top left tackles in this game in this fifth season. He is lost for the season, I think, with an ankle injury. Uh, man, that, that is just real tough right now. He is... Uh, going to have some surgery uh prayers with him sorry to see a guy like that go but as you know with the Steelers Ravens it's gonna be a hard-hitting rivalry no matter what I mean they also had uh right guard Tyree Phillips uh questionable with an ankle and uh those were uh two big guards right there two guard uh I mean a guard I mean two linemen they were down with and I just wanted to say that was, I think, really killer for the Ravens right there. Because you look at this pass rush right here, uh, Stefan Tewitt right there, who led both clubs with two sacks here in this game. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, Stefan Tewitt, I mean, he had uh, three quarterback hits, nine total tackles. And, uh, man, it was just really something to watch. But I got to tell you what, uh, right now, I mean, when we look at it, uh, man, I mean, I think that definitely the key to this game, or to go ahead and get into my wrap-up right now, it was making Lamar Jackson a, a pocket passer. I mean, he, uh, right now, when we look at it, uh, for this uh, game, I mean, he, I mean, he, he tried to do everything he can to run in his hands on that 4 for 3 or 4 for 2 whatever it was on the second to the last drive of this game right there and what a huge stuff uh, right there by the Steelers here I mean in this uh, game and uh, I gotta tell you that was just such a roller coaster of a game right there and uh, Isaiah Bugs right here who came into this game uh, did a beautiful job right here I mean, he's in his second season right now, making an impact play right there. And when you look at what they uh, did here, I mean, in this contest, Isaiah Bugs, let's take a look at his stat line uh, for the game. He had five total tackles, three solo, uh, one quarterback hit, obviously being the huge one right there. Uh, Steelers, however, they had to make it exciting as usual. And when we look at it, um, this is where they're at right now, and uh, I am just uh, so proud of this team right now. you still got one more game to go, so let's not hold our breath just yet. So less than 25 days on Thanksgiving, uh, they'll be hosting the Ravens in Heinz Field, the night game. And uh, this will be, right now, I want to say the third uh, Thanksgiving night game within seven years. This time around, it'll be in Heinz Field as opposed to Baltimore. And I got to tell you, that season right there, that was one to kind of like go by the wayside, even though they almost made the playoffs that year. So let's go ahead and uh, get to my uh, final wrap-ups right now. Steelers, obviously, uh, the big biggest difference in this game. Obviously, you have to start with their defense, getting uh, four quarterback sacks on Lamar Jackson, two of them by Stephon Tewitt. Also, they're plus three in uh, turnover ratio uh, with uh, two picks off of Lamar Jackson, including a pick six by Robert Spillane on the opening drive. Uh, and then also to the Steelers, they got gas for 457 total yards. They were able to overcome that uh, 256, uh, two, 265 yards, which of, was rushing off of 47 attempts 
and Lamar Jackson was 13 of 28 passing for 192 yards. Uh, Steelers were a perfect three for three in the red zone. Their red zone defense may be slipping up, but guess what? Their red zone offense is really starting to heat up uh, for this season. That is one good thing to pay attention to. I mean, as the season continues to move along, and I'm liking that uh, for this because right now, when you look at their red zone offense, I mean, that's really a true indication how good uh, offense can finish drives. Uh, they are 18 of 27 on the season at near 67%. Currently, pending tonight's game, that ranks ninth in the league. And like I said, they're only, I mean, on the flip side, when you look at their red zone defense, however, 18th, that's striped down at least like well over like 16 spots from when they were in the first couple of weeks. So that's my only concern right there. But yesterday, they were able to hold the Ravens three for five. So they're 18th right now in red zone defense. So let's go ahead and get some game balls right here. Let's go ahead on game ball and defense, which is a big reason that the Steelers won this game. Robert Spillane, I got to give it to him, led both teams with 11 total tackles, set the tempo early with that pick six, despite the fact that when they did get the ball back on the following drive, which they had to get back right away, uh, they scored a touchdown. But thanks in large part to the late hit out of bounds on Cam Hayward, uh, which was 15 yards all man first. Uh, Steelers. I, I just feel like Robert Spillane, he set the tempo right there. I mean, we just saw him making that pick, running in for a touchdown. The Steelers were locked in as far as, like, making Lamar Jackson pass the ball. Because I got to tell you what, I agree with Skip Bayless in this fact, is that if the Ravens are able to control the ball next time and not turn over, they probably end up winning that game. That Some people will look at it as a game they let slip away. But I tell you what, too, and then Alex uh, Highsmith, I mean, he was a key uh, pick in the second half after the Steelers went forward out on their opening possession of the second half. If it wasn't for that interception, it wouldn't lead to like a touchdown from Ben Rosberger to Eric Ebron right there. I mean, uh, that that was a uh, key right there. So speaking of which game balls, let's go with game ball on offense. Uh, ben Rosberger who started off for 24 yards passing in the first half. He was able to finally heat it up, uh, throwing for 158 yards as they went 3-for-3 three three in the red zone with two touchdowns right there. One touchdown by James uh, Conner, which was a rushing touchdown. So, I mean, th th so there you go, my game balls. Game balls on offense, Ben Roethlisberger, and on defense, Robert Spillane. And there you have it for this contest here uh, for this game. Uh, this coming week, we got the Steelers. First, the Cowboys here in Arlington, Texas, in AT&T Stadium. I know it's not the same Cowboys that we're used to seeing right now, but I got to tell you what, being a Steeler fan, that's one of the biggest uh, teams that I enjoyed watching growing up. You always think teams like uh, Super Bowl Thirteen, right there, uh, right there, the, the race for the team, whoever won, who's going to win their third Super Bowl. Steelers end up uh, becoming the first team to win three Super Bowls. Uh, went on back to back that year and which by the way a lot of people when you're looking at this hot start I mean, that's exactly how the Steelers started in 1978 7-0 until they got their first loss to the Oilers and the ironic thing about this too You're 7-0 again this time You possibly got a Texas team that may pop uh, a hole in that balloon So I gotta tell you what this Cowboys game could still be a trap game. I Still think they're beatable but when you got a guy like Andy Dalton still in concussion protocol, it doesn't look like he's going to be able to start the game uh, right now. And you look at where the Cowboys are at right now. I mean, 
they're seasoned right now. I mean, they still feel like they got something in it. I definitely felt like if they will have won yesterday, they could still be just as dangerous. I mean, yeah, they're handicapped in a lot of ways, but I tell you what, this team right now, you take nothing for granted. And I just feel, I mean, with this Cowboys team, you look at their uh, quarterback, Ben DiNucci right here, who was 21-40, 180 yards, did not throw a pick. He did not throw any touchdowns, but still 21-40, which is uh, still got much more ways of improvement. Uh, but they were able to lose that game by two touchdowns, 23-9. I mean, they're just horrible when it comes to going in Philadelphia, in, in my personal opinion. So anyway, that's going to call it for a wrap for this edition here of the Mount Steel Podcast. I want to thank Forever Steeler fan. Uh, join me here earlier. And again, you can follow me on my social media on Twitter and Instagram at Project Richie for the Mount Steel Podcast. On Twitter, it is at Mount Steel CGR. And on Instagram at Man of Steel Nation. Tune in Mondays and Wednesdays here at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, this is the Steelers versus Ravens Week 8 post-game show. And as always, leave you. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I gone.